Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. There we are. Just had to make sure my mic was on. Hey, kids, I want you to go get your Legos and join us. Bring your Legos to worship this morning, and we'll build some things together. Let's worship God. Jesus, I live the 
can't see Jesus glorified. Let your name be lifted high. Yours will be the only name that matters to me. The only one whose favor I see. The only name that matters to me. Yours will be. Oh, no. 
He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and that is why we give him praise. God is so rich in mercy. And he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when we believed, when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ, and he seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages, as examples of the incredible wealth of His grace and kindness toward us, as shown in all He has done for us who are united in Jesus Christ. God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank You for sending your Son, Jesus Christ. We worship you this morning. We lift you up. We receive the kindness, the favor, the mercy that you give to us, what we call your grace. You have every reason to push us away from you. We are your created people, and we turned our backs on you. Yet you forgive us, and you call us to come home to come back to You. And You remind us that through You, through Your kindness, You will restore our lives. Jesus, we pray for this world. We pray that You continue to bring Your restoration, bring Your healing, breathe Your grace upon all of us, breathe Your presence across this land, around the globe that You created, that Your healing and your restoration will be made real right now, today, in our lives and forever. We thank you, Jesus, for this Memorial Day weekend. And we remember those who, who, who gave their lives just as Christ gave his life for us. So many wars, God. So many people willing and unwillingly gave their lives. We thank you for those who have come before us. We ask for your protection in everything that we do. We ask you to lead and guide every nation that though we may see things from our perspective, we may see horrible things, you still are God and we worship you this morning because of that. We trust you. We lay everything, we lay every care, every burden, every concern that we have, we lay at your feet. We lift you up in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Hey, CTC family. I'm Jamie. And I'm Lynn. And we've got this week's news. In these days when we are all at home more, we have a great opportunity to spend time in Bible reading, study, and prayer. As you know, Right Now Media is a resource that is available to all of us here at CTC. Recently released on Right Now Media is a five-part video series by Evan Owens called Reboot Crisis Edition. This series is intended to help you understand, cope with, 
and move forward from the current COVID-19 crisis or whatever trauma you may be facing. If you don't already have access, text right now CTCDE to 41411 and you can get started with the benefits of this awesome resource. CTC Kids is a vital and important ministry in the life of our church. We wish that we could be with you guys and share the love of Jesus, but until then, we have a page on our website dedicated to kids' ministry. On this page, you will find lessons, games, videos, and activities to keep you engaged with studying the Bible. Just go to ctcde.net and click on CTC Kids at the top of the page. If you need prayer, you can call the church office at 302-836-2862 or text your prayer request to 888-344-1022. You can also email your request to prayer at ctcde.net. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. God bless you and have a great week. Extraordinary men and women went before us with unmatched resilience, enduring hardship, when called upon to defend and liberate. They said yes. They found courage to rise with every son, loyalty toward their country, discipline for every command. Even in the darkest hours, they said yes. They cherished and fought for freedom, so those coming behind them were assured of it. And when the moment came for them to give it all, their futures never to be written, they said yes. Today, we think upon their sacrifice and find our way to honor them saying yes to making the most of what they gave us and filling the earth with God's goodness. We thank them for their yes. They will never be forgotten. Good morning. We are glad that they said yes. They said yes to all kinds of things, and there are cemeteries filled with people that we will never know who paid a price that we didn't pay so that we could have the freedoms that we have in this nation today. And so we thank all of those who have gone before us, who gave their lives on behalf of this nation so that we could be free, and we celebrate them on this Memorial Day weekend. Well, we welcome you. Thank you for joining us on this broadcast again today, and uh, we just want to Pray that God's anointing and his blessing uh, is already resting on you right where you are uh, through, the, through the word of God that we're going to hear in a few minutes, through the, the, the message of the music that, uh, that we've been worshiping God together in today. And so we want to take a couple of minutes again and just talk to you about giving. And again, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for the faithfulness that you have uh, shown in what God has asked you to do to continue to support the ministries of Christ the Cornerstone as we minister in this community and all around the world and as we continue to be able to do the things that God has called us to do. And we are so grateful and so joyful that God has put us in this place. 
We don't understand why we're going through this season. We don't understand and the, the questions about where did this come from are probably going to be never-ending. But what we do know is where we are, God has strategically placed us here for this season. And we want to stay strong and we want to be strong, not only financially but in every way, spiritually, emotionally, uh, physically, quite frankly, so that we can meet the needs of the people that exist in this community and in this world and as we look at, at, at our world and, and all kinds of things that are going on, not just this crisis, but all the other things that we see, all the people that are hurting, we thank God that we have the ability and the responsibility to stand here and lead uh, this effort and to, and to uh, under Pastor Rogers' leadership, to, to walk with the anointing of the Holy Spirit and do what God has called us to do. So thank you so much for your faithfulness. It doesn't go unnoticed, and it doesn't go unappreciated. There are a couple of ways that you can give this morning. As always, you can continue to mail us a check uh, here at the church. Several of you are continuing to do that, and we thank you for that. Uh, Many of you, in fact, most of you, I think at this point, uh, are using our website, ctcde.net forward slash give. And again, if you haven't already done that, you can go and set up a secure give account, and uh, you can set it up to do recurring. Uh, at whatever interval you want to do. And uh, thank you again for your faithfulness. So as we go to the Lord in prayer uh, and ask the Lord to continue his faithfulness, I just want to pray a special prayer for each of our families uh, in our church, especially those maybe who are underemployed or unemployed or going through uh, a financial difficulty, uh, that God would bless you. So would you join me in prayer uh, this morning? Father, we thank you for your great blessing and We thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness, again, of your people in in giving and in being faithful to what you've called each of us to do. So, Lord, as we place ourselves on the altar before you and as we say, Lord, what should we do today? As we go to our our computers or write a check to get ready to put it in the mail, uh, Lord, we pray that, that your blessing would rest on each family. Lord, those who might be unemployed or underemployed, that you would provide for them in ways that they never even thought possible unexpected sources lord jesus we pray thank you again lord we need you god in this season and every season of our lives be with us we pray in jesus name amen and amen god bless you thank you amen god is here in our midst and he is working and he is moving in our lives so this morning let's take time and open up our hearts, open up our minds, open up ourselves to Him because He wants to move. He wants to fill that space, that void in your life. He wants to help us. He wants to be with us.
That is who you are, God. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. There is a lot of darkness in this world. But he has made a way for us today. Amen. Will you pray with me again today? 
God, we thank you that you make a way for us where there seems to be no way. Streams in the desert, rivers in the wilderness, Lord, places to be refreshed. You make a way for us at every turn in our lives. And it is because of your grace and your mercy that we enjoy that. And that we walk in your love, that we walk in your newness, that we walk in your forgiveness. So, Lord, today... We pray that you would place your hand of anointing on our pastor, that as he brings this message this morning, that, Lord, that anointing would come right through the lens of a camera, right where people are sitting, in their living rooms, at their computers, wherever they might be, or even if they're watching it later on a day other than Sunday. Lord, your anointing and your blessing, let it rest on these words, the word that comes from your word, from the Bible, Lord, from from the word that you gave us to live by. Lord, we thank you. We honor you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. everybody. Hey, our series has been Tell Me Something Good. Do you want to hear some good news? Now, I'm reluctant to say this now at the beginning of my message because I, I want you to hear the rest of the message. So don't get too excited about this, but we are, I'm going to announce the day that we're going to uh, be back at, on our campuses together. And uh, so that's good news. June 14th, we're planning to be back in, in our buildings. Uh, we will be there with limited capacity. We'll be giving you more details about this, but I want you to listen carefully uh, about some, some of these things that I'm saying right now. We will continue our worship online. Next week, we'll be online only. Please don't show up here yet because we're not ready for you. But next week, June 7th, we'll be online, so worship with us again online. And then on June, on June 14th, we'll worship at either the Bear Campus or the Ellesmere Campus. Uh, worship service will be at 9 o'clock. Uh, at the Bear Campus and uh, 11 o'clock and not, uh, 11 I'm sorry 11 o'clock at both campuses, but at the Ellesmere Campus will have only an 11 o'clock service. Be prepared to follow several guidelines uh, while we worship together. You must wear a face covering. Physical distancing must be followed according to our local guidelines. Uh, worship activities will change slightly. Uh, to minimize the spread of, of viruses and germs uh, and, and those particles as we talk about them now. We are working to make sure that the campuses are cleaned and sanitized, and that will be before each service as well. We urge anyone, if you're showing any signs or symptoms of any kind of illness, please stay away, stay at home, and join us online. That is the safest place for you and for others, and especially people whose immunity is compromised either by other conditions, uh, age, or whatever it might be, we urge you to stay home. Join us online, uh, and uh, we'll have have a good time worshiping. Help us get the word out, especially to those who don't have Internet access. uh, Help them know that we will be gathering. Uh, If you're on our mailing list, we're going to send out a mailing the week before 
the 14th explaining our guidelines, and uh, we, do people, we do expect people to adhere to those guidelines. We're eager to worship together. This is not a time for us to get selfish about what I want to do and what my rights are. It's a time for us to, to care for one another and to put other people first. Jesus taught that. He said, put others ahead of yourself. And uh, so this is a time to do that. So I look forward to being with you together uh, present uh, on June 14th. So let's, we'll be prepared to do that. So that's a bit of good news as we're continuing our series. Now let's talk about some other kind of good news. Remember that throughout this series, kind of the theme verse is, I am not ashamed of the gospel because that good because it is good news about Jesus Christ. And that good news of Jesus Christ is the power of God at work for the salvation of all people. This has been a theme through this. And every week we've been bringing you a bit of good news. We haven't always talked about the, uh, the coronavirus or COVID-19 because we want to talk about good news. And we, we know that the Holy Spirit is leading you to take the good news and apply it to whatever situation you're experiencing in your life. And we've been watching videos of people who have been sharing with us what about Jesus is good news to them. And today we've got one, another video. This, comes, this is a, a, an interview that Pastor Sharon and I had uh, a couple weeks ago with Henry Frechette. Henry is one of our members. He attends the Ellesmere campus And uh, so let's listen to what Henry has to tell us about what Jesus is good news. What about Jesus is good news for Henry? Grace is what God gives you what you don't deserve. And mercy is what he gives you when you do deserve it. I had a hard time figuring out the differences between the two. For me, God allowing me to join him and the angels in heaven would be the grace that I don't deserve. And uh, the mercy that I do deserve is probably because, you know, like most of us, I've been riddled with sin all my life. and, And I've given that to God. And I think the... The good news for me with Jesus is obviously the mercy and the grace, but I think another one, that another aspect of the good news for me is forgiveness. Uh, that was a big part of my problem, carrying the guilt that I've had, not just for wronging against Jesus, but for the wrong I've dealt to others and letting go of that guilt, giving that to Jesus and, and not carrying that with me anymore has been such a great relief of burden for me, you know, and uh, as one who struggled with depression, particularly the past few years, you look back on your life and you realize how God's been working in it, you know, you know for me anyway, it was, it was, it was nothing short of a revelation, you know, wow, he did that for me and I was completely unaware or yeah. didn't appreciate it when it was being there, being done. And, you know, I'd like to use uh, 2 Samuel verse uh, chapter 22, verse 29. For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. And he has certainly done so for me. And I think that's very important for me to express to others that if you really want it and you really open your heart and you really 
really let God have the burdens that you've been carrying or put upon yourself. It's uh, it's very uh, it's very enlightening and and rewarding. At least it was for me. Well, I feel very strongly that my trials and tribulations have made me very much who I am, and I'm very grateful for them. And I definitely on a regular basis thank God for them because I realize now that they've made me who I am they've, they've helped me to grow into the man that I've become and, and I definitely see things differently than I used to um, for me personally it's very important for me to remember to not look back over my shoulder like Lot's wife and to keep my eyes focused on the future because for me my past is harrowing and and not something that I'm proud of not something that I wish to relive and uh, I'm more focused on my future now as opposed to my past and I would like to keep it that way if that's at all possible working through my addiction was very difficult uh, I've got 25 years clean from my drug of choice, and uh, and that's mostly because I was told by more than one medical professional that the fact that I have any coherence to my thoughts whatsoever is just nothing short of a miracle. And uh, thinking about the things that I coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know, and trying not to look back on that anymore and using Jesus and as as a shield from that has has been great and and very uplifting Thank you Henry Jesus changes our lives. And I thank you for that testimony, for that witness of the, of the good news that Jesus brings, the new life that Jesus brings to Henry. I want us to turn in our Bibles to the book of John this morning, John chapter 1. <clears throat> I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 18 as we look at John. Remember, we're talking about God's grace this morning, and and that was kind of the theme of Henry's, uh, Henry's witness that he gave to us, how he experienced God's grace in his life. So let's read uh, John chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. And let's read this this morning looking for God's grace, God's favor, God's work, God's mercy that he gives to us. John begins, In the beginning the word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. And God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except that it was created through Him. And the Word gave life to everything that was created. And His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Now God sent a man named John the Baptist to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He simply was a witness to tell about the light. And no one is the true light who gives light to every... Let me say that again. The one 
who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And he came into the world he created, but the world did not recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. And so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's only one and only Son. Now John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one that I was talking about. When I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. May God add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. I want to focus on verse 15 which says, from his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. Now, different translations of the Bible use, say this verse in different ways. The Living Bible says, we have all benefited from the rich blessings he brought to us, blessing upon blessing heaped on us. So I've titled this sermon, Heaps of Grace. I want you to imagine the biggest heap you can have. I asked the children to get their Lego blocks out and start building something, and I'm going to build something with these blocks in a few minutes. But if we think about, my son has a pile of Lego blocks. He's got a heap of Lego blocks. When I was young, Lego blocks were invented or came out on the market or whatever. And we, we didn't have as many Lego blocks as, as my own, my son has. And we've got boxes, and we've moved them from one house to another house to another house. And, and he still builds. In fact, I went to Ryan yesterday, and I said, Ryan, I need something uh, for this, and it's got to be three pieces. And so would you build this for me? And, and you're going to see what that is in a minute. Each one of these blocks is made up of smaller bricks upon one upon another. Grace upon grace, blessing upon blessing. We think of a pile of Legos, a heap, heaping of Legos. Friday night when I sent out the, the call them all, that's the service that we use to send out those texts and those voice messages. Uh, I sent out the text that described God's grace in this way as a pile of mashed potatoes dripping with gravy. And on top of that gravy is birthday cake. <laughs> I know they don't go together, but I want you to get the picture of God's heaping his love and his mercy upon us. So on top of this pile of mashed potatoes, which for, for many of us is a great and wonderful thing, and the gravy is just gravy on top of the potatoes, and then you put birthday cake on top of that, and then on the birthday cake you've got icing, and so you put more and more sweetness and more and more goodness on top of the cake, which is on top of the gravy, which is on top of the, the good mashed potatoes, and then on top of the ice cream you 
or on top of the icing, you add your ice cream. And then to top all of that off, you've got the cherry on top. And <laughs> uh, cameraman over there is getting sick from my description. <laughs> and so you've got all this goodness. And that's God's grace in our life. We cannot stop God from pouring his grace into our lives. We can't stop God from giving it. We can prevent ourselves from receiving it and experiencing it. Why wouldn't we get a spoon (laughs) and start helping ourselves to God's grace, to God's mercy that he gives to us? Because it is all around us. His grace is abundant. It is grace upon grace upon grace. The message says, we all live off, off his generous bounty, gift, gift after gift after gift. So let's consider God's grace this morning. One way to describe grace is through three, they're kind of churchy words. They're old words. They come from the Latin and the Greek. The first word is prevenient. The second word is justifying. And the third word is sanctifying. And these blocks here, I've got one block for each of those things. The first type of grace or the first block I'm calling prevenient grace. The word prevenient simply means to come before. Pre, and the Latin word veni means to come. It's grace that comes into our lives even before we are aware of it. We're not aware of God's grace, but God's grace is all around us. God's grace is in creation. God's grace is in the mountains that we see. God's grace is in the beauty of the ocean, the beauty of the beach, the beauty of the sun, the warmth of the sun is all a creative expression of the goodness of God that he has given to us. You yourself are part of God's prevenient grace, God's expression. So prevenient means to come before us. And God's grace is all around us. God sends his grace to us. Let's say that there's a child named Calvin who grows up in a home where he is neglected, perhaps even abused. He has a neighbor, friend, a child. Let's call him Ivan, whose single mother shows compassion, respect, and discipline on both of these children, her son and her friend, Calvin, her son's friend, Calvin. And he learns to experience love and respect. He might be missing some of that from his own home, but he's experiencing it from another. We can call that God's prevenient grace in Calvin's life. He knows that there's, Calvin knows that there's something better than what he personally experiences in his own life. And he longs for that. It's part of God's prevenient grace that we desire, that we long to be loved, that we long to love. That desire that is a human, as part of our human nature, is part of God's grace in our lives. We long for it. That desiring is part of God's grace itself. These are pieces of God's prevenient grace. We listened to Henry tell his story. And in the video, he revealed his own experience of God's prevenient grace powerfully in his life. He experienced God's grace early and in his younger life. But that was all part of his prevenient grace. Henry turned away from that. He got caught up in addiction and in other behaviors, and he walked away from God. But God showed Henry mercy and grace by preserving his mind. Remember that statement that Henry said? Doctors told him it's a miracle that you can even put together a coherent thought. And all of that is part of God's prevenient 
grace. It's a miracle that he could think at all. And in this scripture that we read this morning, we see the Bible shows prevenient grace in that Jesus existed from the beginning of time. Jesus, who came and died on the cross at one time to forgive all of our sins for future, Jesus existed for all time. Even before I was born, God's prevenient grace existed in the world. God has a plan for you, and it's a plan that began long before you entered this world. And so our first block represents that prevenient grace that we have together. Second type of grace that we all need is called justifying grace. And let's let this second block represent that for us. To justify means to make our relationship with God right. A right relationship with God is one that has no barriers between you and God. In other words, you've got peace with God. Any wrongdoing that you have done no longer prevents you from experiencing God's love, God's mercy, God's kindness, God's power in your life. But when we turn our backs on God, we ourselves build up a barrier. God and evil, God and sin cannot coexist together. And so when we engage in evil, when we engage in selfishness, when we allow our pride and our anger to lead us to sin, we put up a barrier between us and God. A lot of times that gets reflected in our other relationships. If we're married, we understand what it means to have a barrier between me and my wife. Things are not right. I can sense that something's wrong in our relationship. I go to Carolyn and I say, what did I do now? Tell me what's happening. And I confess, or I listen to her, and she tells me whatever it is that might be wrong. And I've got to take responsibility for my participation in a broken relationship with my wife. I've got to take responsibility for my broken relationship with God. Because I know that God loves me and God wants an open relationship with me. But my own sinfulness, my own wrongdoings, my own Wrong attitudes, my own disbelief that there even is a God is putting a barrier between me and God. To justify means that we make that right. That barrier is removed. It's cleansed. It's taken away. This is what Jesus did on the cross. His cross is the act that pays the price for our broken relationship with God. Because Jesus gave his life for our brokenness, God forgives us, and we are allowed to experience new life with God. As the Bible said, we are brought into a right relationship to, to become children of God. I'll take the example of a, of a butterfly and a worm and a, and a, 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 a caterpillar that turns into a cocoon. Some families were, were watching that happen this spring. They put a... a, a caterpillar in a in a in a container and they had leaves in there and they watched the caterpillar turn into a cocoon and then eventually it formed out came a butterfly now this is not just a a change in some of the body pieces of of that caterpillar scientists show us that when that caterpillar turns into the cocoon every piece every cell of that caterpillar is changed. It becomes kind of a DNA soup inside that cocoon. 
and it absolutely changes from one thing into something else. And then that, that soup, that DNA soup, comes together and creates bones and lungs and structure. And I don't know what all is the anatomy of a, of a butterfly and the wings and the beautiful colors. Something different comes. That cocoon is a moment of transformation. It's a moment of justification that this butterfly deserves to exist. God has a life for you that deserves to exist, but a life, the old life has got to die before the new life can come. Jesus enabled this on the cross when he came and died for us. So I'm going to put these two pieces together as we build on God's grace. Remember, we've got God's prevenient grace. We've got God's justifying grace. And the third type of grace that we talk about is God's sanctifying grace. The word sanctify is a big word, big Latin word that, that means to be made holy. To sanctify means to set something aside for a special purpose. It means to make something pure without blemish, without fault. And God's grace continues. We experience God's prevenient grace. We experience God's justifying grace through Jesus' death on the cross and our belief in it. And then God continues to pour grace upon our lives to perfect us, to bring about in us that continuing transformation. Here we go back to the analogy of the butterfly in which God is continuing to make new. The Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians the, old, the one who has faith in Christ, the old is gone, the new has come. They are reborn. God's grace continues to work in our lives so that we can live a life pleasing to God. And so this block represents Christ's action on the cross and God's continuing work in our lives to cleanse and purify and make us more and more like Christ Every day as we walk with him, we think of gold. When Carolyn and I were just about to get married a few months, a couple months before we got married, I went to the jeweler and I said, I need some wedding bands to symbolize our marriage. And in those days, we got everybody, the standard thing was to get your gold wedding band uh, that, that you put on your finger. So I went to the jeweler and I got this gold, this this purified gold. It didn't come out of the ground looking like this. Somebody, I don't know when, in whatever country, they got into the, the earth and they brought out some dirt. They saw flakes of gold or dust gold or nuggets of gold. They threw it into a, 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 a furnace and they heated it up. And the gold became more and more pure. And as the impurities came to the surface, the refiner scraped off the impurities so that all that was left was gold. And then they shaped it into a, a ring that Carolyn and I wear on our hands to say to everyone else, stay away from our relationship. Do not get between me and my wife because we are pure and holy in our marriage, symbolized by these wedding rings gold. And so God changes us and transforms us and gives us his grace to make us pure and holy, just as he is holy. Because as I said earlier, God 
and evil cannot coexist together. And when we have sin in our lives, we're allowing that darkness. Light and darkness cannot coexist. As soon as the light comes into the darkness, the darkness runs away. And too many of us are trying to live a little bit in darkness. And Christ is always wanting to bring his light into our darkness. And we close the door and we say, Jesus, you're not going to have that room because that's where I go. And I like it dark in there. But that darkness ruins our entire heart. It ruins our entire mind because we won't let Christ into it. Christ wants to come and make every part of our life pure and holy by his sanctifying, his purifying grace. Henry talked about that. He continues to experience God's sanctifying and purifying grace as God works in his life. Henry plays his drums for our praise team at the Ellesmere campus, and we're going to get that service started up. Uh, as soon as we can. Henry reads God's word uh, daily. He meets with friends who hold him accountable and help him to, to walk in the way of Christ so that he can continue to live that life. These are part of God's continuing and sanctifying grace in our lives. God's grace never ends in our lives. We go back to John 1:16 from his abundance we all have received one gracious blessing after another heaps of grace are available to us have you experienced god's grace how have you experienced god's prevenient grace think back on your life of moments when god has been there but you didn't know it until after the fact after the event happened After the experience, maybe this COVID-19 is one of those experiences where afterwards we're going to look and see how God has been working in our lives when through the midst of it we have been wondering, God, where are you? But God is here in our midst. Jesus is with us. We don't even know it, but it's prevenient grace. Maybe God is using, for some of us, God is using this COVID-19 experience to cause us to get real about our relationship with God. And he wants us to be justified. He wants us to come and say, God, I know I've lived my life the wrong way. And I trust that what Jesus did on the cross is for me to come to a right relationship to you. Forgive me, Jesus. For turning my back to you and I turn around today, I repent. I will follow you. And maybe this COVID-19, for all of us, it is an experience for us to say, Jesus, pour your sanctifying, your purifying, your healing, your grace upon me to make me whole and complete. as As James says, lacking nothing in my life. Jesus wants us and he pours his heaps of grace on us all the time. Do nothing to prevent yourself from experiencing the grace and the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be not ashamed of the good news of Jesus Christ because that good news is the power of God for the salvation of the world, first for you and for everyone else. Trust in Him. Believe in Him. Follow Jesus. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for giving yourself to us. Thank you for your grace that comes, that is always present. Forgive us, God, for the times when we do not see it, when we refuse to see it, 
when we come close to it, but we see something else that tempts us another way, and we turn that direction, and we turn away from your grace. Forgive us. Cause us, Jesus, to come into your presence, to surrender ourselves to you, everything, hiding no corner, hiding no room. Jesus, come and flood ourselves with your heaps of grace. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us. In your holy name we pray. Amen. As we continue to worship towards the end of our service, I invite you to fill out a Connect card. Go to our website. Click on the link. You might have to hit the menu button. There's a thing that says Connect card. Would you write down, tell me if you decided today to trust in God's grace, maybe for the first time, or maybe it's a renewal for you. Let me know. I'd love to have some communication with you. Those Connect cards are private. They're, they're, they're come right to our uh, email. We pray over them. Uh, certain members of the staff pray over them. We keep them in confidence, whatever you say there. Maybe you want to f- comment on Facebook or on our live website. Just say, s- tell others, Jesus, I'm leaning on your grace. I'm trusting on your grace today. You can email us at prayer at ctcde.net or send us a text at the, mess- at, at the phone number uh, on the screen or hopefully it will be back up on the screen. Tomorrow at noon, uh, you can experience a live service uh, uh, going deeper. I'll be there. Daniel will be there. Uh, maybe we'll invite somebody else to be with us to talk about what it means to experience God's heaps of grace. Continue let's worship together and consider what God is asking you to do because of his grace in your life. reminded me tomorrow's memorial day enjoy your memorial day tomorrow and 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 gather together safely as you can so we won't be doing the 12 o'clock 
uh, Facebook Live uh, service, but we'll do that on the following Sunday, following Monday. I want to ask uh, children, uh, kids, if you've made uh, something out of your Legos during this message, take a picture of it and send it to me. Post it on the Facebook page. Let me see what you're doing while you're worshiping God together. Go forth from here. Experience all of God's grace. Let's stay connected. We look forward to worshiping together in a couple of weeks. Keep one another in prayer and lift each other up. Have a great day. My Savior, so I won't fear, because I know you've got this. Your power is here. Oh, you are my breakthrough. You're making all things new. And I'll praise you forever. You are saved. I can hear your voice singing over me. it over me. I'm free indeed. I can hear your voice singing over me. I'm free indeed. I can feel your power washing over me.